and they returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. This morning, on this 19th Sunday in the Trinity season, on this feast day of St. Luke the Evangelist, we meet together in this holy place to once again join in prayer and praise as Christian brothers and sisters. What a wonderful thing to be able week after week after week to come before the Lord's presence and to seek to offer him our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving for all that he has done for us. And beyond that, we come here simply to be in his merciful and gracious presence, don't we? Simply to sit lovingly at the feet of him who loves us so completely and who invites us to draw ever closer to him in trust and humility. And so this morning we must feel especially blessed as we remember St. Luke the Evangelist. Throughout the year, our Mother the Church calls us to remember, calls us to remember those holy men and women whom the Lord has called to some special work of grace and testimony before the world. And so today we think of the calling and ministry of St. Luke, Luke the beloved physician, the one who has left us in his gospel such a testimony of the life of our blessed Lord Jesus Christ and who also wrote a history of the early church in the book of the Acts of the Apostles. And as we think of St. Luke today, it's important for us to remember that the biblical writers, including Luke, were not interested in drawing attention to themselves, but rather the burning desire of their hearts was to bear witness, to bear witness to the love of God in Christ and to proclaim to a broken and darkened world that truth, salvation and healing were to be found only in the Lord Jesus Christ, in him and in him alone. And so here was the great burden of St. Luke's life to bear testimony to the love of God in Christ as he was inspired by the Holy Ghost. And so as we read today's gospel taken from Luke, we find ourselves caught up in the mystery of love. We find ourselves discovering the spiritual remedies that will bring life and joy to us here and now and that will find their fulfillment for us in the kingdom of heaven. In today's gospel, we read of our blessed Lord seeking to draw his apostles into a deeper understanding, a deeper understanding 
of the scriptures. He did this that they might gain a greater certainty in their hearts, a greater certainty that Christ really was the eternal Son of the Father, that he really was the promised one that the entire Old Testament witnessed to, and that he really was the one who would never leave or forsake them as they went throughout the world to bear fearless witness to him, their Lord and God and Savior. What courage the apostles must have gained as they listened to these sacred words from the mouth of our Lord. How their hearts must have gained strength and encouragement as they prepared to go out into a world, into the world and to announce the glad tidings the glad tidings of salvation and healing to a world that lay in darkness and in the shadow of death. The Gospel tells us that after instructing the Apostles in the Old Testament and after deepening their understanding of him, he instructed them to wait, to wait for the bestowal of the Holy Ghost in Jerusalem to wait for that gift that would come from the Father of Lights. And he brings them to Bethany, to Bethany, where mysteriously and wonderfully and truly he is parted from them and taken up into heaven. But the apostles do not mourn. They are not confused or overcome with regret at the absence of their Lord with his physical presence among them. Rather, they, the Gospel tells us that they return to the city of Jerusalem, not in tears but in great joy, and were continually in the temple praising and blessing God. Dear friends, that day the Apostles had experienced something, hadn't they? They had been healed of grief and uncertainty. They could now fearlessly face whatever might come. They were like new men, men who had been touched by the great physician and who had been granted strength to enter into their sacred vocation to proclaim Christ to proclaim Christ and the righteousness that comes by faith in him to an often hostile and cynical world. Now they could turn the world upside down. Why? Because the deadly diseases of their souls had been healed, had been healed by the wholesome and life-giving medicine of the doctrine of Christ. My dear friends, you and I are really no different than they were. We are all too aware, aren't we, of the diseases that often lie deep within us. In this world, with all of its allurements and false claims, we can find ourselves so taken with ensuring our outward health and security, even as Christian believers, that we often overlook the need that each of us has to seek to provide for the health of our souls. And sometimes we think that 
that provision for the health of our souls is simply a matter of positive thinking or of happy thoughts, and all will be well. But here is the thing, dear friends. We have to allow the Lord in. We have to allow the great position of souls in his time and in his way to apply the blessed remedies that will bring us lasting healing and direction to our lives. And so we need to turn, as the apostles did, to the scriptures and find there the doctrine and discipline that we need to remake our hearts that are broken and to remake our lives into the image of the life of Christ. It is as we open ourselves to the healing touch of our Lord in his inerrant word that you and I will experience that true healing that each of us needs day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. How grateful we should be for the abundant life that is ours in Christ Jesus our Lord. How mercifully he has provided for all that we stand in need of, both of soul and body. And yet, how often we allow ourselves to be overtaken by our sins and the daily trials that we face each and every day. But there is a cure for this, dear friends. There is a medicine that by its power can really heal and restore. It isn't a capsule or a pill. It isn't a surgical procedure or a therapy. Rather, the medicine that the world needs and that we need every moment of our lives is a person. It is the eternal word of God made flesh for us and for our salvation. The Lord Jesus Christ is the one given of the eternal Father for the remedy, the great remedy, the one who would bear our sins upon his blessed head and who would suffer, die, and rise again for us and for all. St. Luke's burden was to faithfully set forth the record of the Son of Man, the great remedy, the great physician, to set forth his record in all his glory so that all might find healing and new life through him. Together with the other gospel writers, St. Luke, through the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, presents us with a true setting forth of the mission and ministry of Christ for us and for the world. Friends, the wholesome medicine of scripture, sacrament, prayer, and attending upon God within the sacred wall touch of Christ again. What a blessed thing it would be for our society, our Canadian culture to rediscover and rededicate itself to him who is the Lord of all. May each of us give ourselves to prayer and seek God's blessing upon our dear nation and upon the branch of Christ's Holy Catholic Church
to which we belong that has so often sought the praise of the world than the blessing of Christ. And so, what can we take away with us this morning as we leave this sacred place to our outward responsibilities and duties? Well, perhaps we can approach this week with a great des greater desire for the things of God. Perhaps we can start this week with a greater hunger for the Word in the sacred scriptures. Maybe we can give ourselves to prayer with greater devotion and attention. But above everything else, dear friends, today with a deeper sense of gratitude to God for all that we have and are. May we praise him today and thank him for his healing grace and for the fact that he is so very close to us and loves us so very much. And may we seek to serve him humbly with a sure trust in that merciful love, a love that is ours today and forever. And so may we be like those apostles, spending our days in praise and thanksgiving to Almighty God for all that he is, for all that he has provided for us, for all of the promises that he has given to us to be with us today and always. And may each of us, before we leave this place today, ask in the silence of our hearts, ask our Lord to give us a heart, a heart that will welcome him and love him and cling to him in all things forever. May that be our prayer in humility and trust. Amen.